don't you go back home to your strip malls and drink your Zimas and Smirnoff ices? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Advocates Advocates Podcast, the show that is bringing simplicity back into the complex world of beer, wine, and spirits. I am your host, Spence Craft. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. Thanks for being here and tuning in. Like our mission states, we bring simplicity to the complex world of beverage, so it only makes sense that the structure of the show is quite simple as well. I have with me two guests, and they have three beers in front of them. They do not know what they will be drinking tonight, except that they are Oktoberfest, which is the theme of the night. In order to provide the best reviews for you, we always try to find an industry professional, which is Noah Steingraver, and our average imbiber is Rachel Krabessa. Hey. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> and of course, as always, we also have our partner in crime, Kenyatta Sinuel. Hello, guys. And tonight, as I've mentioned, we are going to be drinking Oktoberfest. Rachel, we are very open about our biases here on the show, and we are all curious. What do you normally look for in a beverage? Do you know what an Oktoberfest is? Do you drink Oktoberfest? What do you prefer? What do you know you do not like? Go ahead and let us know kind of your flavor profile. Um, I usually try and drink like a variety of different beer like week to week. I don't love anything that's like too super hoppy. I know I've drank an Oktoberfest before. I'm not sure I could tell you exactly what it is or what that means, but I think I like it. Um, but I usually go for like a lighter beer on a day-to-day basis. Um, something with like a lot of good flavor, nothing that tastes too much like a Bud Light or anything. Like I can tell it's a craft beer, but it's not like overly hoppy or heavy. Well, tonight I guess you're going to find out if you do like Oktoberfest or not. <laughs> and Noah, same question to you. What do you typically look for when you're drinking? What do you stay away from? Ooh, this is a tough question, especially when you work in the industry and you have to drink almost all the beers. Uh, I'm always looking for something that's refreshing, crisp, and light, depending on the season. So I'm kind of a seasonal drinker, I guess. So, uh, you know, going in the fall, this is a perfect time to be trying the Oktoberfest, as well as, you know, stick, I kind of stick around primarily with the uh, IPAs and pale ales, but after a trip to Germany, I definitely fell in love with lagers and, and all the offerings that they had over there, so. Well, it is Oktoberfest season, as yeah. you mentioned. Uh, September 22nd through October 7th, if you are happening to go to Germany, I'm super jealous here. I am turning green with envy and uh, have fun, Prost. And Kenyatta, we know you are a uh, hophead. The bigger the better, as you've said in previous shows, but what's your um, initial take towards Oktoberfest? Um, you know, I think kind of, um, as uh, stated before, Oktoberfest is more of a seasonal type of beer, is what I would expect, so maybe, you know, more of the flavors you'd expect from fall. So not necessarily you know, big, bold IPAs knock you off with hops, but, you know, maybe just different notes of, of you know, uh, different notes of taste, um, you know, maybe uh, a little more of a, 
I'm not going to call it a, a woody type taste, but something along those lines. Um, but for the most part, you know, when you drink a ton of IPAs, your taste buds just kind of get burned out. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and as I'm type, as I'm finding out, as I take this journey and I start tasting other <laughs> things, um, you know, I probably need to retrain myself a little bit on what I'm actually tasting just to get the full flavor of it. So that's right. kind of what I'm looking forward to here on the Oktoberfest. Awesome. So we don't just drink here on the show um, and give reviews. We like to give what we call libation education. So Noah, this is your time to shine. <laughs> what is an Oktoberfest? You know, the way I explain it to people is typically it's going to be a malted lager is kind of the best way for me to kind of explain it. Okay. Simply, in my opinion. It just depends on the malt that's being used. So, um, and it's going to be definitely more copper and amber in color, darker, cop uh, dark, darker copper in color, as you can kind of see, well, we can see here. But uh, sometimes you do have lighter colors as well. It, it, I mean, it's usually, they can be light in the malt, they can be heavier in the malt. Okay. Uh, it just depends on the brewery, their process, their recipes, you know. Sure. But just to simplify it simply, I, I think the, be the best and basic explanation is a malted, a heavily malted lager. I like it. We like it simple around here. So, Bringing simplicity to the complex world of beverage. <laughs> so if we're so if we're talking about, because you always hear the term malt forward versus hop forward. Yes. So uh, Oktoberfest is going to be much more malt forward. Yes. So when I say it's going to be more malty, generalized, do you generalize that as far as the taste that may be coming out of that? That's a great question. So as far as the taste, I mean, everybody has different taste buds, so it's tough for me to, you know, kind of generalize it. But I would say um, you're going to be tasting more of a grain versus, you know, it's not going to be as, it's still going to have some crispness, crispness to it, mm -hmm. but the overall flavor profiles are going to be more uh, grain forward, I guess, is kind okay. of what it is. So kind of like breads. Okay. Like a, I don't want to say a rye bread, but um, just bread in general. So more of a breadier beer. Yep. And I and you know, like you said before, everyone's kind of got different taste appeals. But you know, you'll hear that term thrown around hot for versus small for quite a mm -hmm. bit. And mm -hmm. you know, a lot of it may be perception, but at yep. the same time, it's kind of like what is that really? Exactly. And I think I don't know what we have exactly here, but we'll find out when we mm -hmm. taste through. I think we'll see some that are. Probably more malt forward mm -hmm. than the other, and <clears throat> you're gonna definitely get different bready notes on it. Uh, and it also, you know, depends on the, the, the type of yeast strain that they're using too. So. Sure. And so in episodes one and three, we explain West Coast and East Coast style. As a beer tender here at Great Flood, I hear it all the time. What is the difference? A lot of people don't know that there is even a difference. Um, within that subcategory of IPA, there's even that Midwest IPA, and then there's Pale Ale, which is not an IPA despite having Pale Ale in the name. I typically break down Oktoberfest into two different styles, German and American. Do you have a take on that? Do you agree with it? And oh. Can you explain those differences between a German Oktoberfest? You know, obviously the German one's gonna be more German traditional the style hasn't changed for thousands of years, you know, hundreds of years, maybe mm -hmm. not thousands. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, American ones are going to be a different take on it. With sure. given with, I mean, obviously we do import a lot of malts from Germany and, and other places in Europe, but mm -hmm. I, I think with American brewers, 
they're going to kind of take their own spin on it and try to use, especially nowadays, with everybody being a local terroir, you know, people are using right. their own local grains. So I think that's one of the main differences is a very traditional, you know, by the book style guidelines, Germany. Mm-hmm. And then where American is, you're going to have some of that, but then also maybe a little tweak. Some innovation. Yeah. Rachel, what do you know about Oktoberfest? Um, I know that they serve it in the fall, and that's everybody seems to really freak out about it. And I know that I like it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've only so I'm only 23, so this is only the third fall that I've even been like legally allowed to drink this kind of thing. <laughs> and I'd say for the first fall, I didn't even really like beer. So um, I. Yeah, that's about all I know. I know that I like it because it's beer, and I like beer. Um, all right. <laughs> so that's my professional, not professional opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight we're going to try to find you some new favorite okay. beers here. Sounds great. <laughs> we have a very, very simple uh, tasting grid that we follow. It is sight, smell, taste, finish, and then we come together for our conclusion. So Noah... I would like you to take us through this grid here first. Okay. Sight, smell, taste, finish. And just kind of give us a base of what it is you're seeing. And then Rachel, I would like you to take over <laughs> on this first beer as well. So when I first look at it, I mean, obviously it's heavy in copper color, kind of like a penny. Uh, and then on the smell, I mean, if you are fairly reoccurring beer drinker you'll kind of be able to tell on the nose you can kind of tell there's some some malts on there a little bready but on the taste i want i could be misjudging this but i feel like it's a little tart <laughs> it's a little tart but definitely uh more of a pale malt profile um i like the color it's like <laughs> a real pretty like you said coppery color my boyfriend has red hair, so that's a good color for beer, I guess. Um, I don't know. I like it. It doesn't... I don't know. I guess I, since I don't really know how to define Oktoberfest, I know that you just said it, but you used a lot of words I didn't know. So, um, Simplify so, those words yeah. for us. Yeah. Like, malt. I know what a malt is. Like, I know... I, I couldn't tell you that this is a malty beer, but I know I like it, and it's not very, it's not very heavy which I can appreciate because that means that I can enjoy a lot more of it than I could if it was super heavy. Um, I don't really know what you mean by tart flavor because whenever you say tart, I think more of a sour and that is absolutely not what this tastes like to me and I definitely don't think it was supposed to. So I guess I just don't really know what they mean by the adjective tart in reference to beer. Either of you guys want to take that? What did you all mean by tart? To me, it does taste a slightly sour, not like a yeah. sour beer, yeah. right? But you know, when I taste it, it definitely has. Um, Whenever you're like eating Greek yogurt and like the end of it is kind of sour, yeah. that's what I feel yeah. like you're describing. Yeah, um, I will go ahead and touch on that. Your palate on your tongue has five different um, taste receptors, and one of them is being the acid or acidic um, receptors, which are on the side of your tongue. So typically when I hear tart and I take a sip and it's almost like I salivate a little bit yes. um, on the sides of my mouth, 
that's what I'm looking for. So when I'm sipping an acidic or a sour, or slightly tart beer, mm-hmm. that is what I picture, and I do get that with this. Yeah, and I agree with Not that. heavy, right. but it's right. there. Yeah, right. I mean, I can taste it. I can taste a little bit on the front of my tongue, and then when I swirl it, go to the edges, and rub the top of my, of my mouth. I can definitely feel it there. Um, it, does, it does smell yeasty. Um, which, when I initially smelled it, I was kind of taken aback by it because honestly, it kind of does smell like a sour a little bit to me. You know, I I am not a fan of sours, as we'll find out later on when we do a sour show. <laughs> that could be. Uh, I, like I would def- I would definitely a. You probably need to come back for the sour show. <laughs> and B, I would definitely tune in because it will probably be hilarious. <laughs> yes. Well, I do not like sours either, so that will be slightly hilarious. So, but um, yeah, I do agree with the color. Um, you know, I like the color. Uh, you know, it drinks like it smells. Yeah. In my mind, um, it's as someone stated. We're not going to get to a whole light versus heavy thing again, but it's definitely something I would drink. It's I. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna weigh me over. You could drink it like when it was warm outside like it is yeah. today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a good yeah. fall You beer. can drink a few of them. You're not yeah. gonna, it's not heavy. Yep. It's a good fall beer. All right. Good fall beer. Yeah. So let's move on to beer number two. Um, I like, I actually, this is more of a golden color. Yep. Um, definitely uh, nothing hazy. So, you know, this, it looks filtered. Yep. This to me is more of a, more of a lager. Yep, I haven't tasted it. That's what I was thinking, but that's fine. Yeah, no, you're right. Definitely (laughs) smells more yeast on it, or smell, it's got some yeasty notes, but not as as much as the first one. And this reminds me... Yeah, this is, um, this fits in the water. Can I throw names out there? Sure. (laughs) This reminds me a lot, like, uh, Hofbrauch. Okay. So. But yeah, it's clear, it's cold. Um, we'll... Oh, it's kind of, I want to say it's sweet, but it's not. It smells okay, really sense? sweet. Like, yeah, when I smelled it, sweet. I thought it would be it's, really sweet, and then I yeah, tasted it, and it, it does not taste sweet yeah. at all. It's got a much different um, profile than the first one. Though, yes, it does. Yeah. This um, is what, like, have you, like, at the German-American Club, mm-hmm. whenever I go and I get, yeah. like, a stein of beer, this is what I expect yep. it to taste like. That's, this, this, to me, tastes more like a German. If we're, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a German Oktoberfest. Yep, to me. Agreed. Do you taste the difference between that first and second one? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And this one, I'm, I'm going to say this one's definitely more German. So. If we have to yeah. figure out the area, <laughs> the geographic location, we, origin of the beer. Which we don't. Okay. This is just simply to introduce Oktoberfest, but also let our listeners know that just because you might not like a general one Sam Adams Oktoberfest, right? right? It doesn't mean that yeah. you might not like the German style, which, as you've mentioned, Noah, lighter, clearer, a bit more filtered, and been done for thousands of years. Yeah. Pretty much the same way. Yep. Yeah. This yeah. is really good, actually. Yeah. I, I enjoy this one quite a bit. I like it. I feel like this one would be harder to drink on, like, a really... I'm just thinking of, like, being outside where, like... Yeah, you don't want to October, warm up. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, this one would not taste as good if it was how it is today when it's, like, 95 degrees right. and it's agree. really hot. Like, this I'd is, rather drink the first one. This yes. is great on 
a October, second week of October in Louisville night. Yeah. Where it's mm. relatively cool, about 60 degrees. A little brisk. A little brisk. <laughs> a little brisk. Yeah. This is uh This, this one would is, taste good with a pretzel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to get that sponsor. <laughs> I will say, now I just tasted the first one, the, the darker copper one, it definitely has a sweeter malt profile to it, for sure. The first one or the second one? The first one. This, the comparative. Second, comparative. Okay, I can, I can possibly buy that. Poor Rachel. She drank all of her beer once. Oh no, we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think so. Uh, we'll move on to beer number three here. This is the final beer of the night. Let's see what you all think of this one. Ooh, this one tastes kind of cinnamony at first. Like you like dip in real fast and go away, and it smells like cinnamon. So we're still like in that copper, but more of a red hue to it. Right. No, I can see where you're getting the cinnamon from. Actually, like, on the finish, that's kind of where I'm thinking. I just, I guess, I, I always just, I can smell them all. You know, I can just when you're drinking pilsners and lagers and yep. IPAs. You can kind of tell off the bat when something's much more maltier than what you're used to. Yep. And this definitely got malt. But oh, yeah. it's not as yeasty as the other two. No. In my mind. But it's definitely malty. It's good. I feel like it's more dense. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, it's <laughs> profile. I don't know if that's. Doesn't look. <laughs> it's actually. I'm going to have you explain that one. Sure. <laughs> it, just, it just feels heavier on the palate. You know, like, that, yeah. you stole the words right out of my yeah. mouth. Mm-hmm. When somebody says that a beer is heavy or dense, yeah. it just means when you sip it, it just almost feels like someone throws an invisible blanket, almost yeah. like a light weight mm-hmm. on your tongue. And sometimes it's, you know, sweetness and sugar, some, which yep. would be the malt. Yep. Um, other times it might be, you know, like a prickling sensation from a stringency or a drying sensation, um, which comes from several different aspects of beverages. Yeah. Um, and I do agree. I mean, I do agree. It's a, it's a heavier beer. Yeah. It's a beer. And um, it kind of smacks you a little bit. I, I do like it, though. Um, yeah. I want to eat this one with pie. <laughs> pumpkin pie? I don't know about pumpkin. I've never been much of a pumpkin pie person. I've always been more on that. Sweet like, potato that pie. apple, Sweet potato or like Ooh. apple. But some kind of warm yeah. something. Because it, it's like just bitter. It's like kind of bitter, but like not so bitter that it would like taste really bad with it. Right. But it's like just bitter enough that the sweetness of like a pie would work. Now, you mentioned really, earlier really well. you're tasting cinnamon. I smelled it. You smelled it? Okay. Did the smell and the taste... Go together. Ooh, that's a good question. Because um. it's interesting. I always find, you know, what you smell, and this is with any spirit. So, beer, wine, or, you know, bourbon, since we're in Kentucky, you know, <laughs> the smell versus the taste, taste, you know, how close does it match? How far is it off? Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously it's like, oh, it smells like apple. 90% of the time, there's probably not apple in it. Yeah. But, you right. know, um, same time, I kind of, I kind of like to kind of like to know and get your your uh, thoughts on it. So, do you taste it at all? Um, it doesn't really taste. I don't know if it tastes like it, but I think I do like since I smelled like the cinnamon, I associate it with like things that typically have cinnamon mm-hmm. 
in them and I was like this would probably like maybe cinnamon maybe it was like my like I was like seeing into the future and was saying wow this would taste really good with something with cinnamon on it mm. and you know that thought process and Spence you can jump in on this it's not too far off on how like they classify wine for example you know it's like you're not tasting leather obviously but it's what you can relate things to yeah. right. same thing with beer Right, I mean, they're not throwing leather into the maceration tanks right. now in yeah. Burgundy Bordeaux. <laughs> not yet, yeah, who knows. Um, but at the same time, just through the uh, chemistry and through the change from sugars, from you know the yeast eating the sugars into ethanol, which is alcohol, I mean, this is chemistry at its finest, whether we know it or not. Yep. Anybody, any brewmaster, any distillery master I mean a lot of these guys they have a very very deep understanding of chemistry and that is where beverage can be so complex especially when you throw say bourbon barrels right Noah and then you get that influence (laughs) in you know tannins exactly vanilla is it a medium plus or a medium minus and and how does that play a difference and then what is aging in barrels there's so much that an individual can do just one tweak one yeah. tweak and it will totally change everything from a molecular molecular level mm-hmm. I love yeast. to say it's crazy like beer and spirits and wine are my like art form when I drink it it's like I'm sipping art when yeah. I'm <laughs> when I get a really good you know bottle salute on that one uh, 100% yeah. and so I like to say I understand Cabernet but I don't understand Monet I will drop a, totally a few yeah, I'll drop a few hundred dollars you know on like a six pack of wine maybe mm-hmm. but on some art I've struggled pulling out $75 you right. know even when I really like it <laughs> absolute again so it's uh, so. same same exact thing now I'm going to go on a limb I bet this is Sam Adams do you think this last one is? I think this last one is Sam Adams well, before the reveal, you know I've got to get your all's rankings. So, Rachel Kenyatta, I'm going to ask you all to rank these based on flavor. Which ones would you all like to drink? You know, just kind of as average imbibers. You know, money aside, which ones would you, which ones would you prefer your friends to? I'll let you lead off, Rachel. Um. If I'm just like, if I'm just going to be drinking it very casually, I'd probably, I like the third one the best, and then the first one, and then the third, then the second one. So three, one, two. Three, one, two, yeah. Cool, cool. So for me, um, I think number two just hits the spot for me. I think it's just, you know, to me it feels like it's a German October it's like it's the spot which one it is I don't know I mean I want to say it's Deville but I don't think that's it um, but that's uh, number one for me or number two is number one uh, number three I just like the profile of it I mean it just it fits more the type of beer I drink yeah in general and then number one um, number one is great I think you can drink it in the middle of the day and you know, have quite a few of them with some friends and just chill. 
but as far as being a beer that like I would gravitate towards, it's probably number three on the list. But if it's like a day like today, I'm drinking this thing first. Yeah. So and it's not even close. Um, and Noah, I'm actually going to ask you to rate this, you know, not necessarily on which one you prefer to drink, but on the styles themselves, which one seem more like an Oktoberfest. And if you do, you know, American style versus German style has been thrown out. Right. If you'll kind of pinpoint and kind of describe your thought process in your ranking, uh, we'd all love to hear. Well, for sure, number two is definitely a German, German made beer. I can just tell by the yeast and the, the profile of it all. Mm-hmm. So it's just tough because, you know, within Oktoberfest, there are actually, you have your Marsins, you have a variety of other things, right? So right, it's kind right. of tough. <laughs> Dunkles. And, so um, I'm going to have to say true. That's, this is a tough one because I like number two, I think, is probably going to be. I just know it's a German beer, so I just I just automatically. I know you said to, with you gravitate rest. towards it. I well, do. it's a very well done German style beer, right? It is. But I'm gonna have to say number three is just I think all well rounded. I think okay. that was very well done. Um, but true to style, people number two, and then I think number three, just general all around. You know, like my top. If I was gonna rank them, one, two. Three, so three being number one, two being number two, <laughs> or yeah, and then three being number, being number three. one. Yeah, <laughs> well, just make it more confusing. Come on, rewind that. come on, you haven't had a full pint I know. yet. <laughs> so two was number one. So two is definitely true to style, I think. Okay, but if you want a more maltier, like a. Mar Dunkelweiss or not Dunkelweiss a Dunkel or a just a breadier version if that makes sense maltier number three okay number three then number two beer number two came in second yes and then beer number one alright and just so you all do know we do have a point scale the, if a beer comes in first place it gets three points second place it gets two points third place it gets one point and then that's kind of how we decide the quote winner, if you will, uh, within this round. And again, listeners, we are only drinking free. So these reviews are just kind of to find the best value and give you an idea of what we are drinking and what to expect when you go out and drink. And if it's worth, if it's a $15 six pack, if it's worth that $15. All right. The reveal, I must say, very impressed. We actually had a few guesses correct. Beer number one, I think you all will all be shocked. This is Yingling Oktoberfest. Okay. You know what? That doesn't surprise me. America's oldest brewery. (laughs) Very domestic. You can find this, you know, $6.99 a six pack. So what's the cost per box or 12 ounces on that one? It's about $6.99. Okay. Um, again, right. that's kind of just what I got. You may might find it for you know seven fifty, maybe seven ninety nine. But this is going to come out to about a buck twenty five a bottle, roughly. Okay. I mean, this is this would be an equivalent of a domestic yeah. when it comes to Oktoberfest style. Um, as we kind of concluded here for our listeners, maybe a good first 
Oktoberfest, if you want to ease yourself into it on a hot day, we all yep. agreed like mm-hmm. this is the one that we gravitate towards. Yep. Um, but maybe not necessarily the a true Oktoberfest. Right. Agreed. I agree. Beer number two. Uh, we actually had an accurate guess on this. Most definitely German style. It is the Hofbra House. Nice. Oh, perfect. Congrats. So up Salute. in up in uh, Munich, Germany. Yes. Um, this beer actually. One thing that I love about it. One, we've got a Hofbra House up in Cincinnati, Ohio, just about ninety miles away. I mean, easy dry up seventy one. Fantastic beer, Dunkels. Hefeweizen, unbelievable, awesome pretzels and beer cheese, but they're not sponsoring us, so I'm probably going to edit this out. (laughs) But in all honesty, uh, through and through, they're consistently making a wonderful German-style Oktoberfest, and I have made the drive for many years to go up and annually purchase and taste uh, this style of beer. So very happy to share that. Glad you all enjoyed it as well. Um, it is actually a little bit more expensive as one might think mm-hmm. um, however the um, it's it's still actually a great value uh, I got this beer for it was 795 for 850 a six-pack so, again, it's it's gonna be you know back and forth, but for like a true German style, yeah. you're talking you know I haven't done the math. I apologize. Um, what a buck sixty, yeah, buck seventy? That's not bad. For an imported beer? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. good. And really what's, good. What's the ratings really on it? Did you get the ratings? I do have the ratings for this. Uh, beer Advocate ranked this beer three point four nine out of five. Uh, beer Connoisseur did not. I have this, which really surprised me. Rate beer was 31 out of 100. What? What? <laughs> I guess they don't like the German style. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think when, I don't know. I, I stay off those sides. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of why we're comparing our reactions yeah. with an industry professional, an average imbiber, Myself, who has some experience drinking a Kenyatta, more of a wine guy, definitely has his styles. But, I mean, at the same time, we put our minds together, and hopefully we can get more of just like, oh, this website loves IPAs, and if it's not IPA, we're going to give it a 31 out of 100, (laughs) even though it's a really good Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. The way I look at it is, you know, I'm an IPA guy, and that is more than an ample drinkable beer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think this also kind of goes back to what we've been saying since episode one is, you know, drink what you love, love what you drink. But um, also, don't be swayed because you see a bad review or the price point is low. I mean, we've I've had some great surprises just in this, and, you know, my mind's flipped on a few of them. And go back to previous episodes and you'll hear it. Yeah. But, um, you know, this beer... I can definitely tell you it is not a 31. And, um, you know, I would say, now, is it a 98? Probably not. But this thing's been around for... It's been around forever, and they've been making it forever. So it's the same setup. What, the 1400s, 1500s? Yeah. 
I think they know what they're doing. Same recipe? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> same yeah. laws, regulations, Re- <laughs> recipe, water source. Probably say the same uh, brewing equipment. So. Re- and, you know, that could be some of it. Maybe some people are just like, well, you know, it's just done in this style. There's yeah. been no variation. And reality is sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. And, you know, if you want to know what a traditional German Oktoberfest should taste like, that's probably what you should taste first and then branch out. Yeah. All right. Beer number three. Again, guessed accurately, Kenyatta. Too easy. It is, <laughs> Too easy. It is the American-style Sammy Adams Oktoberfest. When you talk Oktoberfest, especially here in the States, how can you not think of Sam Adams? Uh, Sam Adams has been built off of this beer alone. Mm-hmm. Their Boston Lager is fine. It's probably their you know, main beer, but... Oktoberfest and the hype around it, and I do think that the hype is valid towards it. It is a good, solid Oktoberfest beer, mm-hmm. and at a great price point. For I got it for seven forty-five today. Yep. So not much more than Yingling, which was again I'm reaching, but the equivalent of a domestic uh, when it comes to Oktoberfest. So for what a quarter more a bottle yep. not even yeah. um, you can really up your game with this Sam Adams Oktoberfest and again it's a staple for what an, an American Oktoberfest lager should be and I highly suggest listeners go out try this and then use this as a baseline for what it is you like for your Oktoberfests I think you're calling a cinnamon, and then I followed up, and I see where you're coming from. Kind of gave it away that it's a Sam Adams. It's my really experienced palate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, women do have more taste buds. I don't know about that. (laughs) It's been proven. Women are superior. What can I say? I mean, you're probably right. I always trust (laughs) women's taste over men's. That's all I got to say. Yes. So, what was so Rachel? So, this is your first time kind of tasting in this type of environment, I kind of assume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, what were your thoughts on the experience? Um, this was fun. It was kind of neat to sit here with people that like knew what they were talking about because all of my peers are also like 23, 24. We drink very recreationally after exams and on the weekends and just like occasionally during the week pretty much all the time, I guess. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are uh, going to be doctors. I assume you drink a lot. Every doctor, <laughs> every doctor you've ever had was a borderline alcoholic at one point. Uh, but, yes, yes. Um, this was fun. It is, I am always really interested to know more about like what I'm drinking. Um, I do kind of have like a science background, so it is like I kind of understand what people are saying whenever they like talk about the chemistry of alcohol. Um, and it is always like kind of cool at like a bar to like bust out your cool like I know this is malty with some um, yeasty four words or whatever. <laughs> gives you a little more confidence stepping yeah. up to the bar. Right? Yeah, it like gives you some cred like whenever you're going into like some cred, these some young cred, ones, oh some gosh. cred when you like walk into Goodwood or something and people think you don't know what kind of beer you're getting, but you actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's good because, I mean, I didn't even start drinking beer until I was 26, which is kind of sad. Rachel, Rachel made up for you, don't worry. I know. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> no, I I'm here a lot. Oh, yeah. Good, good. But, it, you know, one thing, though, if I would have 
been able to do something like this, I'm sure I would have had a little bit more of a, a care interest in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I think you had made great choices here. Uh, definitely, it's not about the yingling. I thought that was pretty cool. I was able to call out the Hofbrau. Um, but uh, I also... On the back. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't, I just, I've had other beers. I just, just the one that I can identify with right off the bat sometimes. Yeah. Sure. But uh, there's other beers that are very similar to it. Thank you, uh, first of all, for coming in. Yes, thank you all very much for your time. Thank I know you. you got to study. I'm. F- it's literally fine. This is significantly better. Yeah, 15, <laughs> years, 15 years, you're going to have the patience. Say, hey, I heard you on the podcast one time. <laughs> that will be awesome. Um, so the best way to find us, follow us on Facebook, of course. Advocates, the number two, Advocate. And uh, while you're there, go ahead and join our group. So every week, listeners... This is your chance to have your voices heard, have your reviews heard, and let us know. Um, So even if you're not on the show, you can still let us know what it is you think about our selections here. Um, And we are always looking for sponsors. If you do have a small business and would like a read-through in the upcoming shows, please contact me at Spence, S-P-E-N-C-E, at Advocates the number two advocate.com and believe it or not guys christmas is like a hundred days away oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so if you really want to differentiate yourself and have an outstanding tasting at your holiday party with a professional please feel free to contact me again that email is spence at advocates the number two advocate and we would love to help you host your very own holiday tasting the upcoming month. All right, y'all. Well, once again, I know it's the third time, but we cannot thank you all enough. We appreciate you all so, so much. You all have a great evening. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Prost. Prost.